Let's get it. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? Oh, surviving and thriving from the ATL, man. How are you? Man, we're going to kick this shit off. Tell me about your vacay, bro. Tell, you've been texting me from a hot tub today. You've been all over the spot <laughs> in the ATL, man. Just, just let me know how your vacation's going before we get into this Grizzlies-ish. Dude, it's been great. Relaxing. As you said, I was chilling in a hot tub. We were chilling in a hot tub and pool, and me and my dad were making football picks for the upcoming college football playoffs, uh, picking against some spreads, uh, just chilling. But uh, last night, Leah and I got to go to uh, the Wonder Poet concert, and I was blown away, dude. It was like four hours of like just greatness coming at me. Um, super good concert. Uh girl named Amy Allen opened for Breathe and the need to breathe open for one Republic and it was four music four hours of like incredible music and it was awesome got a lot of videos <laughs> that's so good to hear bro I'm glad you're having a great time I can just see you smiling ear to ear in that concert having a having a grand old time I'm I'm happy for you big dog thank you so much for taking the time I mean I tried to give you the week off bro and you were just like nah, nah. we can't be missing the Grizz talk that's how committed we are here at Hampton Hoops okay like <laughs> we, we wanted to talk about the Grizzlies so Breathe. badly Approaching training camp here in a couple of weeks, there's still some questions yeah. about Danny Green. What are we going to do with him? We're going to play a little game called Them or Us. Whose position would you rather be in? The Grizzlies are another team's. We're going to play that. Also, we're going to start this whole thing off by predicting the starting lineup without Jaron Jackson in it for the first month or so or however long he's gone for the season. So, Coop, I'm going to let you kick this thing off. Who do you think starts now that Jaron's going to be out for the first couple months of the season? I'm going to be honest with you. This is something that I've thought of and I've tried like talking myself into one or the other. I, I'm going to go with my gut. I really do think it's going to be Zaire filling in that forward role. I think it's going to be a smaller lineup, but we're not needing someone to come in and rebound. We're seeing somebody come in and defend, make some shots. And I think that's going to be Zaire. I think Zaire can do that because they're expecting him to have a breakout season. I think the best way to do that is give him the most minutes. I've heard the argument for Brandon Clark and I just cannot get behind Brandon Clark and Steven Adams being there clogging the paint. I think that will shoot us in the foot offensively and I just don't want that and I think Zaire will allow us to still do similar things yes he's not the seven foot Jaron Jackson Jr but he can do similar things offensively and occasionally defensively and with Dylan Brooks being back in that starting lineup that helps us with a little bit of versatility on bigger guys because Dylan's going to be physical with them so I, I think Ja Bain Dylan Zaire and uh, Steven Adams it would be the starting five that I'd like to see roll out you and I are on the same page. Yes, I have Zaire Williams slide into that four slot. With the way that fours are in today's NBA, it's not bruisers like Pau Gasol and Tim Duncan and all those guys anymore. Yeah. It's it's really more finesse. And Zaire Williams, obviously, is a small forward shooting guard at heart, but he can we can stay afloat with him at the four. If he shoots yeah. the ball a little bit better than last year, spread the court more for Ja. But, yeah, Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks, I mean – them too is going to help us out defensively. I, I, I just, I'm really nervous. The thing that scares me the most is our defense without trip, right? I mean, that's the most obvious thing. He was an all defensive NBA guy last year, but I, I don't know. I think Zaire Williams is the best option. Santi Aldama. I'm not there for it. Starting a rookie, Jake LaRavia or David Roddy. I'm not there for that either. And like you said, Brandon Clark and Steven Adams next to each other is an absolute debacle there. There's been proven statistics to prove that. So yeah, I'm on board with Zaire Williams too, man. Thanks. And I mean, if you want to get into the crazy world that I've seen people trying to get in where you start Brandon at the five and have Zaire start at, or yeah, Zaire start at the four and just let SA come off the bench. I ain't with that either. Mm -mm. We need SA in that starting lineup, no matter what the Henderson will say. 
Steven Adams literally was number one in uh, set screen or screen assist last year, number one in offensive rebounds, and he made our offense click. But to be honest with you, I just can't wait to see the actual starting five because I was reading a stat today where our starting five of the original starting five of Ja, Bain, Dylan, Jaron, and Steven Adams is like the craziest defensive rating and offensive efficiency. I think we're plus 26 or something astronomical like that, but they've only seen it for 11 games. Um, And like, to me, I was like 11 games. I was like, there's no way. I was like, Dylan like missed like 50 and Jaron Jaron played the whole year. And I was like, Ja was out a lot. I was like, dang, we really just haven't seen that starting five but for 11 games, but those 11 games, it's awesome. So I'm really hoping the positive news from the trip camp brings back trip away sooner than we're hoping for. Cause I want to see that starting five. Cause I think that starting from starting five can take us really, really far. Absolutely. And another question mark, really, I'm glad you mentioned and hammered in the Steven Adams thinks he has to be on the court. I don't care what we saw in the Minnesota series. He's essential to what we do, especially with his passing ability as well. But they used to like what Taylor Jenkins did when he'd stagger him. And after, you know, we'd both start Jaron and SA together, he'd stagger the minutes and Jaron would play the five when SA went out. Who's going to play that like backup five role? I guess it's going to be Brandon, but my God, we're going to be small as hell if that happens. My opinion is there's no way this roster is done going into training camp. Do you feel the same way? And like, how do you feel about the backup center role? Yeah, I feel the same way. And I'd prefer the backup center role to be Xavier Tillman because I'd love to see Me him too. get some PT. Um, I don't think that's how they're going to do it. I think it will be a Brandon Clark backup big because mm-hmm. um, he can play that center position, but defensively it might not be great uh, just because of his sheer size. I mean, he's only 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, so, like, that isn't great. But I think offensively it would we would still be able to be afloat because him and Tyus together, the pick-and-roll game with him is awesome. Um, so I think he could play offensive five, which is what he does with Jaron on the court because Jaron's defensive five and he's the big on the – or he's the five on the offense. But it scares me defensively telling him you have to be the five both ways. But that's going to be a huge step for Brandon Clark because, I mean, we've we've talked a little bit about his extension and why it hasn't happened. So, like, if you should go out there and you show you can be a viable backup five on both ends of the court, that might solidify your extension. Uh, or it might do the opposite. You, they might see that you can't do it, and they're like, "All right, let's let's trade them. Let's let's get rid of them while we can uh, mm-hmm. for a team that needs them." So that's a big move for Brandon as well. Absolutely, that could be a trade deadline thing to look out for if things sort of go sideways first half of the season. I don't think it will, but Brandon Clark not having an extension right now is pretty big. So I, I just I, I'm confused when it comes to Brandon being at the five just because of the size thing. But like you said, it could solidify that. Would you be against, like, do you remember Moses Brown for Oklahoma City Thunder busting our ass, like, a couple years ago? Yes. he. We made him look like freaking Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> and, like, the two – like, he's played three games his entire NBA career, two of which were against the Grizzlies. And he is literally – he went to the C.J. McCollum Grizz killer camp because I don't know what it was, but we could not guard him. Would you be opposed to that? Because I'm pretty sure he's not signed to a team right now. I may be wrong, but I, don't, I haven't seen him signed to a team. I, I want to say he's not signed to a team. I want to say he got cut or waived or something like that. But I would um, – and I don't know how the Grizz feel about that, but I think he's a just a guy to get 10 minutes a game. I think yeah, that'd be awesome. like a Gorgie Jang type a couple years ago, you know, just like have at the yeah. end of the bench. Like if we like desperately need him, you know, BC or X goes down, like – I think, you know, it, it couldn't hurt. You're, you're not going to have to pay him a lot anyway. 
<laughs> exactly. He could come in on a bet, man. Exactly. All right, let's get into this game I was talking about. We're going to play Them or Us, where I give Coop a team, and he tells me if he'd rather be that team or the Grizzlies going into next year. This isn't like a future as a whole, but going into next season, would you rather be the Memphis Grizzlies or the team I name? So, Coop, I'm going to kick this thing off with the Denver Nuggets. Would you rather be them or us? I'd rather be us. And the only reason I say that, yes, I love the fact that they got KCP. We've talked a lot about that. We both love that uh, pickup for them. I love the fact that Jamal Murray's coming back and potentially Michael Porter, but that's the whole reason why I have to stick with the Grizz. Grizz, yes, Jaron's injured right now, but I'm positive he's going to come back and be just as good of a player, if not better, um, maybe a little worse. But – Michael Porter Jr. scares me, um, and I saw what that team looked like last year without two of the guys I can score for that team, and it was bad. Um, Jokic can only carry you so far, um, but I think I got to go. I got to stick with the Grizz on that one. I could go either way on it because Jamal Murray coming back, I think, is massive for them, and they're finally healthy for the first time in a couple of years, and I feel like our health um, with trip outs pretty massive, but I could go either way, so I'm just going to – off uh, bias and this being a Grizzlies talk, I'm going the Grizz. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> My next team I'm going to give you is the Dallas Mavericks. Would you rather be them or us? Cool. <laughs> that one's tempting only because of a man named Luka Doncic. Um, I, I'm going to stick with the Grizz. Yes, I'm a homer, but I'm going to stick with them and for this reason and this reason only. I like our depth way more. Um one guy getting injured on this team doesn't scare me tremendously because I think we have plenty of depth and plenty of viable options to back that up. Mm-hmm. If one player on that team gets hurt, not named Luka Doncic, because if Luka gets hurt, they might as well just tank the season out. But if Christian Wood gets hurt, I don't know who you're throwing out there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> same goes for JaVale McGee, because I don't know who you have at Biggs anymore. Um, yeah. But it's just one of those things, like, I, I trust our depth a little bit more than I trust theirs. Yes, they made it further than us last year, so y'all might think I'm crazy for sticking with my Grizz, but I think the Grizz can still be, if not better than them. But we struggle against the Mavericks, but I'm still going to take the Grizz on that one. Who you got? I am for the exact same reasons. The depth is not really there. You lose Jalen Brunson and also Christian Wood. I'm not as high as everyone else is right now. I love them getting JaVale McGee to solidify that center position, especially with – you running out, uh, was it Dwight Powell? They'd only they'd start and only play him like 11 or 12 minutes or something, but I think it was – If he'd get to 11. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if he'd get 11. So, yeah, I'm taking the Grizz uh, on that one too. This next one, I promise you, we'll be, we'll be not taking the Grizz. L.A. Clippers, Coop, would you rather be them or us going into next year? Um, all right, this one I'm basing solely on the head-to-head matchups between the Clippers and the Grizz for the past few seasons. Yes, I understand last season we dominated them, but they didn't have Kawhi. I think they had Paul George in two of those games, but they didn't have Kawhi, and we just absolutely destroyed them. But I, we've been pretty good against them because they are a lot of wings, and so we can kind of outrun them. <laughs> I mean, we just kind of out-athlete them, to be honest with you. I got to I gotta go Grizz. Uh, I love Pop, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and I know I've talked to, like a lot about them being my championship favorite, but There's I'm going no Grizz shot. because the no Grizz shot. beat the crap out of the Clippers. No shot. I can't pick the Clippers. <laughs> no. I can't pick the Clippers. This is a finals contender, like <laughs> two of the top five players in the world, like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, adding John Wall to that. I would Just going into next year, I would absolutely, 100 times out of 100, rather be the Clippers. But I love you, Grizz. Can't do it. I can't do it. (laughs) 
I can't do it. The Clippers have, Clippers have sent me home too many times for me to pick them willy-nilly. <laughs> understandably so. Understandably so. Chris Paul, if he was there, no. He can burn it. Never mind. Um, let's go. Another young and exciting team in our division, the New Orleans Pelicans with Zion back, CJ McCollum there, B.I. there, an old friend, Jonas Valanciunas there. Would you rather be them or us, Coop? 1,000% the Grizz. I don't trust the New Orleans defense. Um, we haven't really seen CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, or Jonas even make it that deep into a playoff run. We still haven't gotten to see 350-pound – I mean, uh, 280 Zion back. So, like, uh, I, I got to go Grizz solely on the defensive aspect of basketball because I think Grizzlies defense is, even without Jaren, significantly better than the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could go either way on this one, too, just because – they have no pressure. We have a ton of pressure yeah. compared to them. They had a fun, exciting season getting bounced in six in the first round with Zion back. I think it's only up from there for them. So I'm going to take um, the Pelicans because if Zion is not going to average 27 like he did in his second year, B.I. can get you 30 on any given night. C.J. can get you 30 on any given night. And Jonas can get you 25 and 10 on any given night. So I'm going with the Pelicans going into next year. Oh, I don't think they're going to be a higher seed than us. But I think from a franchise standpoint, yeah, they're in a they're in a less pressurized situation. My final team is the Phoenix Suns. Coop, would you rather be the Suns or the Memphis Grizzlies? I thought you were going to maybe have to pick between the Warriors and the Grizz because you see how far I go picking the Grizzlies. But I'm picking. Uh, the it Grizz crossed my mind Suns. after the Clippers thing. I was like, oh my god! I mean, he's blurred out the Warriors, and he probably say the Grizzlies too. Uh, no, the Warriors were the only team I was going to probably pick over the Grizz going into the next season, or maybe an East team. But over the Suns, I got to take the Grizz. I don't know why I'm feeling that way, but the DeAndre Ayton thing is just sitting on my gut, and I don't like – that roster scares me now. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. We keep saying it year in, year out about Chris Paul. Is he going to finally regress and hit that wall of age? I don't think he is, and I don't think it's going to be drastic, like, from 20 to 10 if it happens. But – after the eight and thing, I'm just scared about them. And I don't know if that team, what that team chemistry is going to look like, if it'll even affect it at all, or if it will affect it too much. Um, I really don't know. And that's kind of why I'm going to Grizz on that one. Cause I'm scared of the Suns at this moment, not in a good way. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it for the same reasons. I picked the Pelicans Suns. They only have a finite amount of time with their championship contending roster. Like you just illustrated the Chris Paul thing. And DeAndre Ayton makes me nervous too. They, this is kind of their final one to two years of really competing for a championship, and they they have to make a big swing at it this year. And with with the Clippers looking the way they are, with the Warriors being even stronger coming into the Western Conference, I would not want to be the Suns next year. So I'm going to go the Grizzlies on that one as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Sun Warriors are probably going to be the only team you're going to catch me saying Warriors <laughs> or anybody other than the Grizz on. Heard. Except for the Sac- uh, the Sacramento Kings, I was going to take I was going to take the Kings over the Grizz. Heard, heard. Well, <laughs> I... <laughs> that's one thousand percent joking. I would never take the Kings over the Grizzlies. <laughs> shout out for any Harry, franchise. Man. Shout out, yeah. Ray shout Bell, out. <laughs> um, so with all these teams, I can't, I can't I can't even like speak now. With all these teams, like coming out with new jerseys and shit, it's making me. I know, like. I know the Grizzlies have something good coming down the pipe when it comes to jerseys because yeah. we're like pretty much the only team that has it released. What our city edition jerseys are going to be, what our throwbacks are going to be. 
So Cooper, if you had to choose one jersey, it can be completely custom or a throwback, whatever you want to do with this. What jersey do you want to see Memphis in next year? All right. I'm going to give you a new one, and then I'm going to give you my honorable mention because it's a jersey that I've wanted them to desperately come back with mm-hmm. since they've gotten – since they brought it back and then they only had it for one year. But I kind of want an all-black. I think an all-black with like a – I guess like a blue kind of grizz or something like that in the middle, but it's just like dark and it's – I feel like something clean and cold and iced out kind of like that with the all-black. I feel like that could be really clean. And I know the Grizzlies, like you said, we've killed the jersey game since this new – uh kind of staff has come in I feel like we're one of the only teams that like at all four years of giving the city additions all that stuff we haven't had one where I'm like that might be the ugliest jersey I've ever seen in the world because right. there's been a few teams that have had some struggles in that but I, I think an all black kind of like really gritty blue type sort of a thing to put in there and just like make it a grit type jersey would be really cool but a jersey honorable mention one that I've wanted them to bring back since they got it or since they brought it back the first time was those Vancouver ones. I want to see those back in, in uh, game action because I have my job Vancouver one, and I want to be repping it when they repping it on the court. But obviously they ain't brought it back. What you got? I was going to say the same thing with the Vancouver thing, just seeing what Detroit did and their teal jerseys. And I love how their uh, NBA is bringing the like throwback Nike logo on there too, where it actually spells out Nike above the swoosh. I think that's so dope. So, yeah, the Vancouver one for sure. But just to be different – the white version of that uh, like throwback black jersey we had a couple of years ago, right when we came to Memphis, the black and teal ones, the home version of that would be pretty sick as well because the white with you know black trim and teal on it as well would be would be dope as well. Fair enough, fair enough. I saw I saw an article saying that two K might have leaked the Grizzlies jerseys accidentally, like some of their new ones. Uh, did you see those? No, I didn't see it. Like, what color were they? So it was the blue, like the blue from, uh, I think, Conley's last year uh, yeah. where we had not the blue and the yellow one, but just the all blue with like the Grizz like this over mm-hmm. it. It was something similar to that. And it had like Memphis kind of over the Grizz instead of just the Grizz going over okay. like a, it looked like a the Memphis Bridge, if I'm being honest with you. I don't know if that was the look they were going for, but it looked like the Memphis Bridge, which I thought was pretty cool. But I don't know if that's actually our jersey. That yeah, 2K, that like yeah. excellent. Yeah, just type in Ron, Rajon Rondo, Memphis Grizzlies jersey 2K, and you'll find it. Okay, I bet. Because <laughs> it's Rondo. A little my team action going in there, yeah. Yeah, a little my team uh, preview. That's hilarious. You been doing anything on 2K recently, by the way? I haven't, I haven't talked to you about 2K in a minute. Oh, yeah, I've been kind of grinding because they have a – and, like, I've never played my team until this last 2K, mm-hmm. um, and I got into it, uh, and then, like, I think, like – if you get it's called ascension you know what i'm talking about like you get in there and like if you get a certain level you yeah. get to like try to get this card well the card's a really cool Derek rose uh-huh. and so i've been trying re- i've been trying really hard to actually get it so i've actually been playing but it's just i hate playing online so it kind of defeats hey. some of the purpose of playing my team you tying in the memphis ties to the grizzlies podcast too i love it a little Derek rose action dude i haven't played 2k in a minute i need to get on there need to need to dust up my skills with zach levine there ain't no dusting up necessary. You go out there and just pick up, ride it like a bike. <laughs> Absolute cheat code. Jaws a cheat code too, to be fair. But yeah, yeah, two yeah, K. I definitely need to play sand. Um, you had a couple questions as well, too, didn't you? I do, I do. Um, so we talked a little bit. You talked a little bit about Danny Green. Um, and I feel like we've talked a little bit about him, but not really like at length. Um, and I was just kind of thinking today, like. Danny Green's a guy that's an interesting pick because, like, if you think about him, we got rid of 
D'Anthony Melton Forum, Grizz fans, and everybody's been calling for a vet to be on this team other than, like, the Tyus Jones, the Kyle Andersons, the Steven Adams of the world. Danny Green's an actual vet, like a seasoned vet with championship at, uh, rings, um, and he's like your prototypical 3 and D wing with good size, but he's injured. So, Jack, my question to you is, is he more valuable to you as that veteran championship type guy to be a voice in the locker room, kind of keep these young guns in line, like uh, T-Mac was saying a few uh, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Is he that guy for you, or is he more valuable to you trading away now? I'm going to keep it a stack. Right when we traded for him, I mean, you and I had the same reaction. We're like, dude, he's never playing ever for this team. Like, that's absolutely pointless. <laughs> but now, like, the longer this has gone on, the way I've heard people in Memphis phrase – and talk about Danny green. I really think that he's more valuable here, especially because like, what's the alternative, right? Like you're not going to trade him for anything. He's an older guy coming off a major knee injury. You're not going to get anything from anybody for Danny green. So might as well just have him on, on the end of the bench. If he's injured, he can be a good vet. And if he's not, if he's not the vet that we're looking for, and we can just wave him because we cannot trade him for anything right now. That's my viewpoint on it. What about you, bro? I think the same. I think he is really valuable to be that veteran guy for us. He's been in the playoffs like almost every year because the Spurs basically when he was with them never missed the playoffs. Um, he's won championships. And I think that's awesome for a team that has championship aspirations to have a guy like that on the roster. Mm-hmm. And he's literally what everybody was crying for last year off the bench, a 3MD guy. Granted, like you just said, a 34-year-old Danny Green coming off an ACL tear. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're getting back with that. So in that aspect, I do understand where people are like, yeah, just use him as use that $10 million contract to get rid of him. But for the sake of arguing, since we both kind of are in the same boat as you're not getting much for him, there was a trade offer out there that I I happened to look at. It kind of made me think I I said no to it, but I want to hear what you say. The only, and I'll tell you my reasoning for saying no to it once I tell it to you, but it was Danny green, I think a 2023 second round pick, a 2024 second round pick, and a 2025 or six second round pick for Josh Richardson to the Spurs. Hell no. I said no based on the – I think that's too many second round picks, if I'm being honest with you. Absolutely. Um, And for the Grizzlies, I feel like we value second round picks more than first round picks. So, like, I think that's kind of crazy, but – what are, you, what are you thinking of Josh Richardson? Bro, if that trade was straight up, I still may decline because Josh Richardson has been absolutely horrible since he left Miami. Um, he started the season with Boston, I believe, last year. They yep. traded him at the deadline, and then the Spurs, he didn't do anything. Dallas, he was at Dallas before he was at Boston, and they, they moved off of him. He hasn't really been the 3 and D guy that he was in Miami, and he hasn't really been a solid role player in this league, and – I feel like he's not a real culture guy. I feel like Danny Green has more of a chance to be that, especially with the picks, bro. There's there's no way. Straight up, I would maybe think about it, but I don't even know about that. What about you? Straight up, I would think about it. Um, oh. Solely on this, because uh, I – honestly, I was saying the exact same thing you were. I was like, Josh Richardson, I was like, has he been good in eight years? I was like, yeah. I feel like it's been eight years since, like, the last really good Josh Richardson thing. And so I was like, let me look before I, like – let me look before I just write them off. Like, let's see if this trade actually yeah, worth looking tell at. Tell me some stats. Yeah, yeah. Last year, so obviously this is total between Boston and uh, San Antonio. He was all probably like forty percent better on one of these percentages that I'm about to tell you. But for the total season, about ten points per game, uh, about one steal per game, about two assists, three rebounds. He shot forty-one percent from three, and forty-six from the field. 
And I, when I saw 40% from three, I was like, good Lord. I was like, I did not think he was that good. And obviously, I think he was about 38, 39 with Boston, and he was about 42, 43 with uh, San Antonio. Um, you have, like, but, attempts per game by chance? If you don't, that's good. That's I, I don't. I should have wrote those down. Uh, but uh, I saw that, and I was like, that's pretty interesting. And I think the, the effective field goal rating, I don't really – Guys, these are just stats I'm, I've read. I cannot tell you what they mean at all. Yeah. I'm not that deep into the analytics or the efficiency stuff, but it was like 54, and I was like, dang. Yeah. So, like, I'm assuming that means, like, you're if you're wide open, if you're contested, it's like going into if you're – how you should make it or how many times these guys normally make those shots is what I'm assuming that is because that's usually what the analytics are going for. But, obviously, he's an analytic darling if he's one of those guys that teams are always, like, wanting for, but he just never delivers. But – um, I thought it was interesting to see a 40% three-point shooter. Um, you, talk, you talked me into straight up for sure. Straight <laughs> up, I'd do it. But, like, with, with three or four second-round picks, I was like, God, no. Ain't yeah. No way. I, saw, I saw three picks, and I was yeah. like, Ey. I was like. Who is, who is, like, a guy that you would go out and trade for right now? Does any come to mind off them? Absolutely. It's not going to happen. And yes, I might be, might be in ATL right now and it might be a homer pick for the ATL people, <laughs> but I want, I want John Collins bad. I think really he's an, I think he's an upgrade over Brandon Clark, if I'm being honest with you. And I think he could fit next to job really, really well, especially while Jaron's out. Um, and I, I think he's like the Brandon Clark sized Jaron for us. Like obviously not to the extent that Jaron is, he's a little less on the defensive side, but as far as scoring the ball and like pure athleticism, I love John Collins and I would love, I think he's a Brandon Clark upgrade in my opinion. So that's, that's the guy that comes to my mind first and it might just be because I'm an ATL, but. What would you be willing to give up for John Collins? Like what would be your trade package for it? See, that's, that's probably where a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that. But I think obviously Brandon Clark, yeah. I just mentioned him. Uh, you, I'd, I'd obviously put him in, and you're gonna have to match contracts. So that's kind of where it gets spicy. I think you and have I know to people a, want Dylan, but you have to throw a first in there, in my opinion. I really, I think that. Yeah, draft picks or maybe like a rookie because we had a gazillion four all, of them for some. Our reason, first but... round picks for the next like ten years are not gonna be very good anyway, so that that's no. not gonna be a major thing. Yeah. And if you keep the second round pick, I think throwing a first, it's not gonna be that valuable to Atlanta, even in my opinion. Yeah. Exactly, and especially a team that's kind of like looking for championships because obviously they went in and the Dejounte Murray thing this year um, got rid of Kevin Herter. They've made a they've been a pretty busy uh, basketball team, and so like, and that's kind of why John Collins to me is the first thing that pops in my mind because I think he is on the I think he is on the market because I think uh, Atlanta is trying to see who they'd rather keep out of uh, Capella or Collins because they want to play a, a Neko Kongwu a guy mm. they drafted a few years ago. So, like, that's kind of an in- intriguing one for me. But like you said, the price might be might be crazy. I think it'd probably take, like, a Brandon. You'd probably throw in Danny Green's contract, which wouldn't mean anything to them. You'd probably have to throw in one of our young pieces and then, like, maybe a first-round pick because they're probably going to overvalue him. Uh, just, I mean, they got three round first-round picks out of DeJounte Murray, so. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize if you said this, but would you be willing to give up Dylan Brooks? Probably not. If that's mm-hmm. if that was the asking card for it, I I don't think I could because then your defense kind of takes a knot, especially with Jaron out right now. And that's probably the sole reason why I'd say no to getting rid of Dylan because that's the only like saving grace for our defense is having Dylan right now. Mm-hmm. So if if they wanted Dylan out of it, I'd probably have to stay steer clear of it. And that is something that 
the Hawks would probably want because they are trying to get a little bit better defensively to protect Trey Young's lack of defense. Mm-hmm. So they probably de- desperately want like him or Zaire. It's it's amazing to me how how Dylan's uh, value has gone up this offseason. Right? It's like <laughs> the, like the playoffs, like you everyone and their mother yeah. is calling for his head, including like us too. And then yeah. the longer the offseason goes, the clearer our eyes get. And we're like, he's our only fucking wing def- defender that we have. <laughs> like, yeah. who, who are we going to run out against Steph Curry if Dylan Brooks is gone? Who are we going to run out against Trey Young and all these other guards? Mm. Luka Doncic. Like, what are we going to do if we give up Dylan? Nah, let, let's let's keep him here. We'll keep him here. Even if he does go exactly. 0 for 30 again in the playoff series. Yeah. It's, it's going to be the same thing that happened the last time Dylan versus in the contract here. He's going to have that January or February shooting like 50% Thanks, from three bro. and averaging 25 a game. He was MJ, dog. That ass <laughs> Michael Jordan. Insane. Yeah, that shit was wild. But uh, you got anything else, bro? That's all I got. Nah, no, nah, that's all I got for tonight. What you, uh, what you getting into for the rest of your trip? Shoot, I think we're going to chill out, watch the uh, Tennessee Vols first game of the season tomorrow. Ball I know you're state action. About that. Yeah, a little ball state. Action 35 points, be. I think, right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, so we'll probably chill out tomorrow night. Uh, Saturday, I think we're going to go out and uh, be somewhere where we can have a bunch of games going on, obviously, for my Ole Miss Rebels and we as Ohio State Buckeyes. Watch a few of those uh, games. Dude, uh, dude, yeah, that's – I think Ohio State's going to be the shit out of Notre Dame, if you want to know the truth. I, I really do. 17 points is being generous to give Notre Dame right now. Dude, poor Marcus Freeman, whatever the hell his name is, because that's yeah. a hornet's nest. Columbus, it's like the game of the decade up there. Like, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Georgia-Oregon could be interesting if, like yep. – because that's that's George's old defensive coordinator out there in Oregon, Bo Nix too. Seeing him in mm-hmm. Oregon uniform is gonna be gonna be crazy. But yeah, it's gonna be a fun weekend of college football. That's so for sure. Absolutely. Same. I'm excited. Who the Rebels play? <laughs> Troy. Hey. I know you're. <laughs> but I don't know who my now. quarterback is. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know who the Absolutely. quarterback is. So I gotta watch. Bro, they still haven't landed on one. Has Jackson Dart not been good? I, I really think it's one of those things where he's like just keeping it close to the vest to keep it close to the vest. I really think he knows who it's going to be. I want it to be uh, not, I don't want it to be Jackson Dart. I'm being honest with you. I want it to be uh, Luke Altmyer solely on the fact that he had a year under Matt Corral, um, who I have a lot of respect for after he took us to our best season, regular season of all time. Right. And then I think he's the playbook. I mean, that's where it kind of boils down to me. Jackson Dart doesn't know it. Yes. He's probably got more upside. And he's got more gunslinger mentality. So he's probably going to be more flashy. But Luke Almar knows the playbook. And despite the fact that the box score doesn't say what it says uh, in that Baylor game in the Sugar Bowl last year, I thought he played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've got, I'm kind of leaning towards Luke Almar, but our first, like, six games were cupcakes. So I think it won't matter, really. <laughs> did, you, did you see John Rise? I think he's starting for – is it UCF now, Gus Mazan? Yes, sir. That's, That's my boy, JRP, man. Yeah, he's going to kill it, too. I'm excited. Yeah. Love to see that. Do you think Arkansas struggles at all with Cincinnati? Dude, I don't know. That's a that's a game that me and my dad were sitting there taking a long time to pick Sleeper. on because like Cincinnati lost nine guys to the draft. They were the third highest team. Obviously, they're still ranked. Alabama. That's, I was they're still ranked, thrown yeah. off. Same with Pitt. Like they lost Kenny Pickett. I get they got that receiver, but I was since the game I'm gonna be watching. No, they Tennessee lost him too. Oh yeah, they did lose. They I thought lost, they got uh, like a big transfer though. 
they got Keaton Slovis from U, U, uh, USC, and then mm-hmm. uh, their receiver, I think, went to UC, USC too, uh, Jordan mm-hmm. Addison or something like that. I'm a, I, whenever I saw they were ranked, I'm like, what the hell? Are they good again? Because Tennessee's going to play next year. But, <laughs> hey, man, that, that coach said they're going to be the best team in the ACC for the next 10 years, so I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, dude, Clemson's going to curb stomp them whenever they see them. But <laughs> is he still there? Who's starting for Clemson? Yeah. I have no idea. I, th- I think it's DJ. Jesus Christ, dude. Anyways, apologies <laughs> for all the college football talk, but I didn't talk to my boy about it when I could. Um, Coop, well, I, you know what? I, I got to say one more thing. Bryce is coming in town this weekend. So if, you're, if you watch this show, you know who Bryce is. Him and I actually have a pod we recorded last night coming out in a couple of days, but he's coming in town this weekend. So I'll be hanging out with him, maybe watching some football. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, so uh, maybe Bryce. Actually, no, never mind. Coop, my dumbass shouldn't have gave you that microphone if I would have known Bryce was in is in town this weekend. No worries. But it is what it is. I'll figure I'll figure something out. But anyways, Coop, thank you so much for taking the time and hope you have a great rest of your trip, my guy. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. I will. You have a great one too.